0: I get my nom, nom, nom on with my top chicks And we will eat on, eat on the weekly day To Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining. This is Stephanie March. I'm, I'm Stephanie Hansen, and we are. Thank you for coming back for the uh, second hour of Weekly Dish. Yes, there's so much good stuff. Hey, uh, we're gonna do what we do on the top of the hour, which is top two at hour two.
1: And now the Weekly Dish presents top two, top two, the top two.
2: Pick your best two in
0: hour two.
2: All right, give me two. Right. Winning, winning, winning.
0: All right, this is the time of the show, you guys, when we pick two things that we're sort of obsessed with or really thinking about this week Mm -hmm. that are making us uh, in our brains. What do you want to go first? Sure. Um, Okay, this is sort of part of three things. So (laughs) you normally have like, okay, I have seven things.
1: I have a bonus pick. A bonus? Um, I went to a just little opening of a new event space called Loring Social. Which is really lovely if you're going to have a wedding or you're having a private gathering. Yeah, it was really cute. I liked it. What was amazing about it, though, was there's a company in town called Girl Friday. Mm -hmm. And they had really spectacular balloon arches there. Okay, fine. They had also a lot that they'd done with paper. So, they had these like garlands that they'd made with paper, which were pretty cool. But the most cool thing of all was a giant wall, like a selfie wall, as it were, a place to take pictures that was completely made out of hand cut paper flowers. Oh. And it was just beautiful. Yeah. And like just so cool. So, if you're going to have like a big, swanky party, I would highly recommend Girl Friday. Girl They're Friday. my top two, an hour two.
0: Okay, I like that.
1: I'll show you a picture stuff. And I, I think there's one on my Instagram. It was so cool.
0: Oh, nice. Um, I'm gonna say that my the first top tier, my first one is actually an orchard, and this kind of goes along with what I was saying that we have on the on the uh, Facebook page. The question that we have is, what's your favorite orchard and why? Um, mine is Fall Harvest Orchard, which is out in Montrose. I don't know if it's Montrose, but it's basically out past Delano. And it's uh, it's just, you know what? It was a family farm. I think I've talked about it a lot. You guys probably all, if, long-time listeners will remember. It used to be a farm that it was a family farm, and then the uh, farmer Peterson died, and so they were going to close it down, and this young family bought it. Oh, and nice. they're running it now as their own, and th- so they're doing a lot of great stuff with it. And so I'm just... I'm really, you know, I'm glad that it's still open because it's an orchard, but it's also a farm. It's like an actual working farm. So you get to like be a part of that, not just like crazy windmills and run on this train and do this disco dance on these hay bales, which is fine, too. But I'm just saying for me, I like the fact that I can run around with baby pigs and chickens and cows and feed them that kind of stuff. So that's, and I will tell you that there's a lot of great references if you are looking for orchards to go to. That's what this question is really about is that there's people have really kind of given a lot. Pine tree up in White Bear, I think that's White Bear Lake. People love that one. Pine tree orchard, yep. Yep. Um, That's a lot of people have said. Amet's, obviously, in Stillwater. That's a great one. Do you love that one? I do cap Orchard. I have not heard that one. S E K A P P. Beautiful fall colors galore. Great little fresh market, food trucks, wagon rides. That's fun stuff. Cute. I know. So Sweetland de- Orchard too. Yes, Sweetland is one of our favorites, and they don't. They have cider tastings, yep. and they do all sorts of. They're not so much like. The craziness? Yeah, a they're more, more subdued. Right, which is awesome. Dassel Hillside Farm, um, Minnesota Valley, which is by the Minnesota's largest candy store. Which I can't say enough about. It was tremendously fun. I know. I love this one. Hidden Cove and Cold Spring. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Drive up for frozen caramel apple pie to go. So lots of great ones in here, you guys. Lots of great ones. Keep adding them in your favorites just so that we all know. That's my first one. Okay. This is the bonus pick. And then I have one more after
1: this. Okay. At that same party, I had a piece of gluten-free wedding cake from D'Amico & Sons. Okay. And I just was like, oh, yeah, fine. I'll try it by the gluten-free cake. Right. It was real good. Yeah. Like, I've never had gluten-free cake taste as good as this tasted. It was super dense because it was made with almond flour. Yeah. But it was like a wedding cake. It had layers. It was moist. It had like a chocolate ganache in between the layers, but it wasn't too cloying. It wasn't too sweet. My friend and I were both like, "Whoa! Like this is real good." So, if you are one who needs a gluten free wedding cake, I would recommend the gluten free wedding cake at Tameko and Sons. It was awesome. amazing.
0: That's awesome. That's yeah, a huge it was endorsement. Really good. Um, all right. So my second. Two of our two, top two in our two is Hot Dish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just Hot Dish. Just
0: Hot Dish. I'm just going to tell you guys, I, I'm traveling, you know, and you sort of get into the place where you don't, like, you're eating a lot of like packaged foods, little things to just tide you over as you go. And, you know, even like breakfasts in the hotels. I will tell you that Welsh butter, by the way, is like Irish butter, but butter. And it's, like I eat so much gold. bread. Because I was so just like I need a vehicle for this butter, otherwise I'm just gonna put it Eat on my hand. <laughs> but I so I was sort of in that place where I was looking for something real. I came home and that night I made a hot dish. Like that was the thing I made when I first walked into the yeah. house because I it's just one of those things that it's just kind of healing and it's welcoming and I knew that it would be like warm and good and i could control it (laughs) yum (laughs) so i made i I made my orzo spinach prosciutto hot dish which is just basically just on a quick quick way to say it is you cook up a bunch of orzo you dump it in a bowl and then i threw in some pulled chicken i you know tore up some some prosciutto and threw that in there and then um i take then i made a roux you know so i made a roux with flour and and uh and butter, and then I added cream, or I added stock and cream, and then I steeped sage and shallots in there. Yum. And then I pour that cream all over the pasta and chicken mix, and then I throw in fresh spinach, just fresh spinach leaves. Is your pasta cooked when you've put yeah. it in your hot dish casserole? Yeah, okay. I, I do, because I think it's I think it's a little bit, and I leave it a little al dente, so it has a little bit more soak up, but then I, because of room, basically yep. I want to know what volume is like, and then I turn it around, and because that sauce is warm, it kind of wilts the spinach just enough, and then I stick it in the oven for... 20 minutes. Yum. That's it. And then, of course, panko on the top. I was going to ask, do you put the breadcrumbs on? Panko. (laughs) Panko and and a little parm mixed in.
1: Yum. So there you go. That sounds delicious. All right,
0: what's your bonus? Um
1: okay, I did my bonus. This is my second. Oh, this is your second. Yes. Uh this is a wine that oh. I had last night that I loved and I looked it up and it's like 9.99 at France 44. I'm like, "Yes!" Yay! It's called Raza, R A Z A. Okay. Uh Quinta de Raza Vino Verde white Oh, blend. it's a Vino Verde. Yes. Great. And Vino Verde is a white wine that's Got a little bit of a bubble to it, but it's not a sparkling wine. No, there's and, an
0: effervescence. Yeah, to some and it's of them.
1: kind of grapefruity, pear-y. It's light. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's tart. we, yeah, when we went into this um, dinner last night, that was like the greeting. If you wanted a glass of wine, there was a rose or that. I just, I liked it. I thought it was really great. And my my person I ate with, she's like, I never order vino verdes. I don't even know what they are. I'm like, you're gonna like it. Yeah. It's a very easy, approachable white wine to give a guest as yeah. they're coming in the door. Um, it's easy to eat with uh, f- food, but not
0: heavy food. Right. It's kind of a summery wine. Well, because it has sort of the, it's a little bit acidic. You know, it has that mm-hmm. nice tartness. That's what makes it great to go with food because it gives you you know it kind of cuts through some stuff
1: yeah so I took a picture of it I'll put it on the Facebook page Good. they have it at France 44 right now nine it's bucks, nine huh? ninety nine, and I mean then, that's great. their full price so if you go there on a sale like get a case yeah. load up
0: yeah oh I love that what a great idea I know there's there is that moment where we're transitioning now I find myself completely like not wanting white wine at all
1: I'm I'm in the middle because I moved into the reds and then I'm like oh this is so much really yeah, yeah like, you need
0: to find a mid red
1: maybe i i don't know if it's age but it's starting to give me heartburn really? my my domain lorac my favorite cab franc that yeah. is only imported by certix
0: yeah i'm just it's
1: giving me heartburn
0: hmm. i know what about uh i mean beaujolais comes out in november you know? i've never had a beaujolais i liked Whoa.
1: ever wow now that doesn't mean that there isn't one no, it just means i've never had one and i never buy it because i don't like it mm-hmm. what so, is it
0: you don't just like it's never it's appealed? just
1: yeah it doesn't feel like it's enough it feels like i'm kind of drinking just juice Really?
0: Yeah. Maybe though. Now in the in between times, it might seem like enough because maybe it won't give me Harper. Maybe. Yeah. Right. I know. It is hard to go. Do you like, like Beaujolais? Yeah. I, I. It's hard to find a red wine that I won't drink. Quite honestly. True. I mean, it's not I like mean, I'm going to be like, oh no, I can't have that. I mean, I just, I just, and and it's funny because I've missed it because I don't have a wine cooler anymore. So I because now I'm a little bit of a snoot where I don't want a hot red wine. Like it can't be. Like, you know, 75 or 80 degrees. I hate that. So I want it to be room temperature a little bit lower or 62 is perfect, you know. And so I don't have a chiller to bring it down. And so if it's in my house, it gets hot. That bugs me. So I either have to open them and (laughs) drink them right away when I get them or figure something else out. I have to go buy a wine chiller is what I have to do.
1: How much are those? I don't know. Are they like the refrigerator? Yeah, it's like you so can buy. it. it's like I a used, little mini dorm fridge, yeah, it's but a, it's at a set degree. You
0: can, and I used to have one that had upper and lower decks. So I could chill whites on the upper deck at like 42 and I could do the reds on the lower deck at 64. Oh, that sounds fancy. Yeah, I know it was fancy. It was in my old fancy life. But now <laughs> in my unfancy life, uh, I might just find one. I might find, I know they have a couple small ones, you know, that you can even just do like, if I could just bring it down and I could know what the temp is, like I don't want to just stick it in my freezer and then be like is it ready now is it ready now yeah and because i forget about it and then all of a sudden it's like well now we have a nice this pop.
1: sounds like a great gift idea for my hard to buy for brother
0: <gasps> that is a good idea
1: yeah he likes wine he's a little bit of a wine snob food yeah, yeah, snob yeah. he's he's his apple does not fall far from my tree if you know what i, I mean. I hear yeah okay and, uh, we always get each other when we draw names yeah hey that could be a good one okay
0: write that down all right, you guys, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to chat about some... We're going to continue our restaurant news that we had started with Phoebus yes. and Red Cow, but there's a lot of stuff that has opened or is opening uh, in the next couple of months, and it's kind of exciting. So we're just going to run down some places you should probably check out or keep aware of. We'll be right back. This is the week. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. This is the fall, which means that all of the restaurant projects that were started in Ju- in January are finally happening. Hooray! <laughs> I just, it's, it's, there's so much about like plotting to open, you know, local restaurants when they want to launch, they think, okay, we're going to get open by June, you know, and then all of a sudden, actually, let's, let's make that July. Okay. Right. So maybe, so maybe by September and then sometimes November, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's never easy. Red Rabbit had some of uh, that too, because yeah, well, they thought
1: they were going to open a couple weeks ago. And now they're going to officially open next Tuesday, Tuesday, October 2nd.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of the way that it In Saint is. Paul.
1: Yeah. On Grand Avenue,
0: sorry. <laughs> Did, I can, Did like, you want to make sure that we've yeah. you know we said it yeah. So the good news is is that, that what that means for us during this time of year, which is obviously also a time that we kind of start gathering and entertaining and you know, family comes to visit and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of great new places to go check out. Uh one of them that is just opened is in bloom in the Kagan Case Market. I have market. a
1: reservation for next week.
0: Do you really? Yes. It sounds like everybody has been going. It opened while I was gone, which is you know a heartbreak for me because I didn't get to go to see yes. the preview or anything. But it is uh, it is exciting. This is, of course, the Tama Spamer and Nick Rancone's restaurant in the Keg and Case Market. And this is their giant space. This is the the new restaurant they're launching that has uh, a 20-foot open hearth. It's so Fire-cooking people, yeah. And that's the thing is it's not just... Uh, And of course, we walked through when we did the preview and it wasn't open yet, but we walked through and it's the thing about it is that struck me is that it's not that masculine fire, like, you know, sort of overarching barn wood and black iron and smoke and, you know, none of that kind of feeling. It's elegant and it's very light and it's it's really beautiful. Even though it's about fire and it's called in bloom, you know, they're talking about the bloom of fire. There's a lot of just floral accents and just it's pretty. Very. It's just pretty. Kind
1: of modern, fresh. There's a pretty beautiful mural on the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, It's sort of set up to it's like a theater almost a a dining theater as it were.
0: Well, and that's exactly. Yeah, you're exactly right. Because everything is coming off of that back grill. Mm -hmm. Like that's where the cook line is. That's there's no like hidden kitchen. It's all open and it's all right there. And they're basically preparing everything on that big table in front of the grill space. I'm excited. So when are you going? Um, Next, I'm going the 10th. Okay.
1: So is that next week or the week after? Yeah. There are reservations, so feel free. I want to. someone, I just, I don't know why I feel like I need to clear this up. It's the St. Paul in me. I'm planning an outing with friends and they're like, what about this keg in case? Let's go eat there. Like, let's go eat there. That sounds like a cool new place. Let's go eat there. I'm like, okay, eating like there's places to eat and it is a food hall. So there's things to purchase and snacks and a brewery. But I, I think people think this is like a giant restaurant or something. And I'm like, no, there's restaurants inside it. Yeah. So just clarifying what it is, because they were like, can't we get a reservation at keg and case that market? Oh my God. No, no, we can't. No. So we're going to go to in bloom. Okay. And then there, when you make the reservation, it's like, do you want to sit at the counter or do you want uh, traditional seating, I think is what they called it. Yeah. So you have to decide because I'm going with four women. Yeah. So we're going to be talking, talking, talking. So we probably should sit at a table. Yeah, you shouldn't sit at the counter. I, I had us all sit at the counter because if it, if we're going to do the experience and they're not foodie people and they wanted to check this place out, I'm like, well, then let's do it.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, that's, I love that. I always want to sit at a counter. Me too. It's just that when it's hard to talk, if you're planning to talk to people, I always think then you shouldn't sit at the counter. Yeah.
1: Well, we're not going to talk. We're We're not going to talk.
0: I don't want to talk to him. Um, another thing that, uh, another place that is just opened is this is kind of interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what you think of this place. Yeah. So up in Rogers, Minnesota, which is a, you know, suburb kind of in the North. There's this place called the Short or Tall Eatery and Drink Hall. And they've opened up. They've got 80 taps. I mean, that's a huge yep. amount of taps. And that's a lot of craft beer. They're doing wine. And they have cell Cocktails on tap. Um, and then they've got, you know, your basic tavern fair. You know, it's kind of a great nachos and burgers, pizzas, all sorts. Of, they've got a huge thing of loaded fries. That's kind of their gig. You can kind of get the vibe of that place. Yep. They have a surprising policy. No one under 21 after 4 p.m. Huh? Ever. Well, so no kids, only adults, only drinking adults after 4 p.m. Um, how do you feel about that? Okay, two ways.
1: One is I don't think it's very business friendly. I think that will cut it. You're in the suburbs. I think that'll cut into your business profits. I like uh, the idea that they are creating their own place and taking a stand. It kind of reminds me of when Q Fanatic wouldn't serve you more than two beers. Yeah. Because they didn't want to. It was like, we don't really believe in drinking more than two beers at a seating. So try, don't, don't try to order a third beer. So there's that. Um, I mean, <laughs> okay. how do I feel? I know. I feel like it's not a good move for business. And really, who cares?
0: I honestly think... As long as
1: your kids are decent, who cares?
0: But I think it's a good move for business. This is my other thing. Think of every other place in the suburbs. Every other place in the suburbs. You don't have nightclubs out in the suburbs. You don't have those kind of adult-only spaces. Every single other place in the suburbs will have high chairs and kids there. So if there's one place that says no kids, I think it's brilliant. It's it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. I think it's brilliant. And I think they have, you know, like during the weekends, they're open at 11 a.m. So you you have like five hours to go with your kids before 4 p.m. You know, you might go for lunch or in the afternoon with your kids and have burgers and nachos. So you can have a beer. But then after 4, 21 plus.
1: I was at um, Coalition in Edina like a week ago with some friends just having a drink. There was a kid that was screaming.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And it went on. It, it was so loud and so long. It was like 15 minutes yeah, long. Not, no, you it have was to like take the kid out. You, you lift that kid up and yeah. you take the kid out into the parking lot yeah. and you regroup. Yeah. And I don't want a parent shame here because no, everyone's had that screaming kid. I, but
0: I, I identify with the parent. I feel bad for you, but I also identify for the restaurant with this. 15 minutes eater. is too long. Yeah, that's too
1: long. And the woman sitting across from me finally looked at me and she goes, do I have to go shut that kid up? Because oh, <laughs> she doesn't have kids. Yeah. And I was like, Oh no! No, don't no, do that. please don't! You will go to she jail. Was like, Can you hear that? She's like, How do they not? How do they not deal with that child? Like yeah. she was getting mad. Well, like, so
0: was the kid like vehemently crying? Was that it? It was screaming. That almost is a weird a screaming, 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 crying, okay. screaming. Gosh, that's a tough one. Yep. That is a tough one. Well, and I will say the only thing I didn't like about the the idea of it being 21 plus is that I have, you know, I have a 15 year old kid who Who's I would mature. who you wouldn't yeah. know is any different than your 21 year old. So that to me is like, well, I can't bring my teens. That is the only thing I think I would like to maybe if it was like above 12 or something like yeah. that. I don't know. But I just that it's was an interesting statement. Right. It is. It really, really is. Um, there's a new sandwich shop. In Northeast, by the way, just to kind of oh, the guy from the
1: sandwiches. I and know. You know who else
0: talked about sandwiches last weekend.
1: Who? Apparently, Elizabeth Reese loves a sandwich.
0: Well, who doesn't? You? You don't love I a mean, sandwich? I like a sandwich, but it's not like. Well, love. I haven't exactly like infused anything. I'm just telling you, there's a sandwich shop. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> put some sort of you mantle on. I know. Apparently, I've gotten some sort of a reputation sandwich from baggage. you, right? Uh, I'm just telling you, just a little note that the guys from Senyai Senlek, I love them. Yeah, uh, uh, the hatch, the Surusuk hatches or the hatch Surusuks, um, they have transformed half their space into Dipped and Debris, which is a sandwich shop that opened on Monday. And they are doing hoagies with like really cute fun names, they're doing gelato, but they've got two sandwiches, two, Chica- two beef sandwiches, the Dipped like a Chicago beef dip. Oh, I love that. I know. Right. See? I do
1: love a good Chicago beef dip That's with what, the Jardinera. Yes. Super exactly. hot. Exactly On
0: a roll. And the dipped. au jus. Yes. And so and then the hoagie the, roll. Yeah. Yum. And then the debris is a Nolens type of beef po'boy, you know, that That's has the gravy on the French loaf.
1: Okay. For someone that just shamed you about sandwiches. Uh, yeah. I need to take that back because that sounds delicious. <laughs> and now I just want sandwiches. Right. I know. <laughs>
0: Seriously. I'm not kidding you. That's like a good idea. Um, just letting you guys also know that, uh, that, um, couple quick things that Ogera's and Grumpy's are closing tonight. Grumpy's is closing without kind of a lot of, you Grand know. fair. Yeah, fair. But then, uh, Ogera's is closing and they are having a major party. Last call. <laughs> yeah. Make more apartments. Yeah. Woo. I know. But we need population density. We do. do. We? we do, because do we? that's how we're going to support more restaurants, because otherwise, let's talk about Zavi clo- has closed. I know. So, you know, I mean, like, that's the thing. I get it. I get it. And I, do, I would rather not lose our very cool, you know, sort of spaces. But uh, I don't want I don't necessarily I, we need more people to support restaurants. OK, there I am. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to speak with Mr. Tim McKee, and we're going to talk about some seafood stuff going on. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Dish. Thank you for joining us this lovely Saturday, cool and collected and calm as it is. Uh, We are being joined in studio by Mr., none other than Mr. Tim McKee. How are you doing, sir?
2: Very well, you?
0: Thanks for, we're doing great. Thanks for coming in. Um, We're talking about October as being National Seafood Month. That's a thing.
2: Yeah. Uh, the, and a thing the, in Minnesota. It's a thing. There, there's always a national this, this or that. But, yeah. uh, Today's
0: National Coffee Day. Did yeah, you know that?
2: I did know that. You know go, what? Go check out Salty Tart.
0: Yes, exactly. Most of those I don't care about. When they're telling me, like, it's National Pecan Pie Day. I'm like, anyway. But, right. like, National Coffee Day, I'm in for it. But also, National Seafood Month is kind of a huge thing.
2: Yeah, and, and I thought, uh, since I'm in the seafood business in a lot of ways, <laughs> that uh, I'd... Uh, promote uh, sustainable seafood, which is something that I really believe in. Mm -hmm. And um, what I did was I uh, talked to some folks at uh, the James Beard Foundation Smart Catch Program and Ocean Conservancy, and uh, we partnered to promote sustainable seafood to local restaurants, Throughout the month.
0: Can you help define what sustainable seafood means for people?
2: In a nutshell, it means uh, seafood that's been responsibly harvested, uh, in many cases farmed, and uh, that uh, it does its best to preserve the environment.
0: Right. And Smart Catch has been a program that's been around for a long time, hasn't it? Isn't that the one where you can, like, check on your phone and see if, like, a fish is endangered or not?
2: No, that's an effort by the Monterey, oh, that's Berry, the Monterey. Bay Aquarium. Right. Uh, there's a lot of different uh, guides. Uh, Smart Catch was one that uh, the uh, James Beard Foundation is really behind, and uh, they they work more specifically with chefs and restaurants.
1: That's good. So when you're, like, at a restaurant, is there a way to know, like, I'm going to order the salmon? Is there a way to know if that was sustainably raised?
2: So in many cases, maybe not. Um, but one one of the things that I'm trying to figure out, um, the a lot of the retail outlets have got it right. You look at Lund's and Byerly's and Kowalski's and Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. They source exclusively um, sustainably. Mm-hmm. So you know if you go to one of those places, you're, you're going to... Uh, Eat sustainably, buy sustainably, and uh, I think that the the restaurant industry as a whole is a little behind the curve, and that's kind of confusing to me because normally they're they're the ones out ahead in of, front the curve, of the curve, setting
1: the trends. Yeah,
2: exactly. And so I really want restaurants to, you know, get behind and start. Uh, start acting responsibly in terms of sustainability. And it's also an educational problem uh, process for the, the restaurants themselves. I mean, I talked to tons of restaurants uh, over the past uh, few weeks, and it became pretty evident to me that, not everyone knows when they are actually using sustainable products. Right. Exactly, um, that's
0: a shock to me.
2: And uh, you know, so in in getting people, and what we're trying to do is get restaurants to throughout the month um, promote at least one item on their menu that it that features sustainable seafood. And in talking to these chefs, uh, they well, it doesn't really fit into what we do, and I'm. I have to remind them, um, you're already doing that. Yeah. That salmon you're using is, is sustainable. Those, those, uh, dry pack scallops, those yeah. mussels. you know, so it's in many cases, something that restaurants are all, already doing. I'm just trying to raise awareness, uh, both from, uh, the restaurant side and from the consumer side that there are alternatives and there are, there are better ways to go about this. Right right
0: yeah there's well i think that there's something too about you know uh people worrying that they're going to say the wrong thing to the public you know and maybe say something that's not right and so they kind of hold back and try not to say anything at all and your point is let's get out there and like let's make this a a known topic for people
2: right and uh ultimately i'd love to see uh, more restaurants move to a fully sustainable model you look at what we're doing at octo you look at uh, what they're doing at Kiachi uh sea change uh, you know there's a lot of uh lot of places that are moving uh towards a more sustainable uh, model and there's a lot of places that whether they know it or not are well on their way to being fully sustainable
0: so let's talk about in during this month we have uh you've created a bunch of you've, there's a cool logo and there's a lot of Sticker action, actually. <laughs> there's, a, there's a really cool logo. It's kind of an aquamarine with a bunch of fish on it. It says 2018 National Seafood Month. And this is a sticker that you've given to many of the restaurants who are doing sustainable seafood to identify them for people.
2: Right. Um, in talking to restaurants, uh, we've had overwhelming cooperation in, in terms of this effort. Um, we have about 135 right now restaurants participating on it. And each one of those uh, has this graphic and they'll post it in their restaurants or at their front door or on their window as you come in. Mm -hmm. And you'll be able to identify these are people that are concerned about sustainability.
0: Yeah. I think that's a great thing. And I think also there's places that you would not suspect, you know, like there's different, like, like you were saying, the people who are maybe have one or two things on their menu, but not like a giant fish menu. I think it's also kind of an, I like a nice reminder, like order some seafood, you know, from a place that maybe you haven't tried it at before. We're talking
1: with Tim McKee from Octo fish bar and also fish guys. Um, I, Octo Fish Bar is still, I think, new enough that we should give you a little bit of a chance to talk about what you do there because it's unique.
2: Sure. Well, what uh, what I originally wanted to do, I, I started working with the fish guys about a year, almost two years ago now. And uh, really what I wanted to do is r- raise awareness of the, the fish in this market mm-hmm. and uh, the great products that the fish guys are bringing in. And I did that in two ways. One, um, I opened the Fish Guys' uh, first uh, uh, offshoot into the the retail market, Almanac Fish, mm-hmm. and also uh, Octo Fish Bar, which really concentrates on on fishing in ways that you wouldn't normally see. There's there's uh, things like halibut collars, and you know that's not the most common cut mm-hmm. that you'd. You'd see we had blowfish tails on the menu, uh, paku ribs. You know, they were there, good. There's, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of things that are not your uh, cod and, and salmon <laughs> and
1: walleye, yeah. yeah, right.
2: So, um, I really wanted people to see that there are some, some really interesting things. If and- you
1: like whole fish too, which you when you eat in, in Europe, I mean, that's what you get. You get a whole fish, it, you guys do whole fish here really
2: well. We always have a whole fish on the menu. Um, We're running Bronzino. We Mm. run Snappers. We'll... Will run bream, you know. It's it's always a really fun thing, and and it's always a short showstopper. And I yeah, think, it's I fun think to it's, eat with a group to have yeah. like
1: one giant whole fish and then a bunch of other sides and dishes. Mm-hmm. And it
2: can be intimidating for some people, but the people who have it always love it. And
1: right. your server will help you. I mean, mm-hmm. they'll help you if you need to take the head off and bone it, and you know, well,
2: especially if Rob is working. <laughs>
0: As for Rob, <laughs> as for Rob, I know. Well, and that is, I think, with the communal dining, the, the way that most people like communal dining these days, and they kind of order a bunch of stuff for the table and then all share. That's a perfect. That's a perfect yeah. way in for that. Yeah, I know. So okay, so Octo Fish Bar, and of course, Almanac Fish is the market that is attached to Octo Fish Bar.
2: Yeah. So Market Market House Collaborative is is a co- true collaborative of five different uh, businesses that all work it, work together in some way. We have uh, Peterson Craftsman Meats, which is our butcher shop. Uh, we bring in uh, whole animals from Andy Peterson's farm in Osceola, uh, Wisconsin, and uh, we use all all the all the meat that's used in the collaborative comes from him. Mm-hmm. Um, so the burgers you have at Birch are single single source burgers from one farm, from one cow, from one farmer, and that's uh, crazy. And they're fantastic. Yeah um and then the the fish that we get from the fish guys and almanac fish uh is in octo and all the pastries and bread come from michelle at salty tart and so everything works together and it's really kind of uh unique i don't know of any other models uh in the country that do what we're doing and
0: it's in st paul and it's in st paul. It. paul, right by the farmer's market Damn it. Now, one the thing that I like about Almanac Fish is that a lot of people who are worried about they don't know fish and they have a hard time, you know, maybe thinking about what can I do with it, how can I cook it at home. And I think what's great about Almanac is you can chat everybody up there, and they right. will tell you they are wise in the ways of not just like what is this fish, but how to cook it and where, you know what ways well, to eat it. At
2: Almanac Fish, uh, Josh Nelson is our our seafood super genius. Yeah, and he, he knows is. everything there is to know about fish, and he also. Knows how to cook it, and uh, if if you want to actually see that cooking in action, you can buy a fish at the market, bring it over to your server at uh, Octo, and we'll put our spin on that
0: fish. Yeah, I think that's one of the greatest ways to sort of really experience something new like that, and having like you know find out if you've never had bronzino you know for instance, that's a great fish to bring over and say. You know, make me this the best way that you know how to make it. And then please tell me how you did that. You know, and that's completely open process that sure. you guys do, which I think is great. And fun. I know, seriously. So as far as, as the month goes on, there's not specials. We're not saying that there's any special well, deals.
2: Some places are doing things special. Other people are just promoting things that are already on their menu. Other people are adding things to their menu uh, for the effort. Uh, there are a couple places that are making an entirely uh, new menu for this month. Um, great. Uh, come to mind uh, Feller in, in uh, Stillwater. We were yeah. just talking uh, about recommending them. Yeah, yeah, Sam is doing a special menu entirely of sustainable uh, seafood for this effort. So things like that are really cool.
0: That is cool. And it's kind of, it's really something, I mean, the Twin Cities is sort of really a great place. People would not think of us as maybe the most, as we are landlocked, you well, know an it, ocean it friendly seems, space it
2: seemed uh, <laughs> pretty pretty funny in talking to uh the, uh, the New Yorkers <laughs> the Nationals, the Foundation. yeah, they're like,
0: uh-huh. <laughs>
2: it seemed to me that they're wondering what's, what's actually going to happen in right. the center of the continent.
0: Mm-hmm. I know, but they don't know. We all have a love of fish. I mean, there really is a huge market for it. So. Yeah, land of 10,000 lakes, man. I know, right? right. And an ocean access yes. via plane. I love it. Thanks so much, Mr. McKee, for being here. And uh, remember, 2018 National Seafood Month is the month of October. Look for the beautiful turquoise and fishy sign in all your restaurants.
2: Thank you, Sarah. We'll be right
0: back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today on this uh, lovely Saturday. I'm Stephanie March. I'm I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we have just been uh, having a great Saturday. Yeah. Really great Saturday. Really
1: great Saturday. Lots of good food eating to happen. I said I'm going to Hell's Kitchen for brunch today, which is always fun.
0: Uh, You had mentioned that it is National Coffee Day. Yes. If anybody wants to get out and support. You can Uh, still get some free coffee. Right. And there is a, you know, there's a Hopes Blend uh feed, that benefits Best feed my Cancer. starving children
1: oh is it feed oh yes yeah. sorry feed my starving children has a blend that you can buy when you walk into those locations yeah. um where they package their food mm-hmm. also free a tall hot or iced coffee today at Barnes and Noble oh great there's only a few here sadly but find them right um if you buy food at Caribou Coffee they'll throw in a free coffee for you yeah uh, holiday station stores. This one's a little work. You got to text coffee to 44022, but then they'll give you a free coffee. I'm saying no to that,
0: <laughs> especially a, for holiday station stores.
1: A but Free small coffee uh, for uh, Dunn Brothers.
0: That's good. Yep. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, so there you go. There you go. It'll help clear you, uh, cut through this this grayness that has descended upon us, which should be here all day, but it's fine. I mean, it's better than like you know rain. <laughs> and it like was supposed to freeze, but did I it didn't not freeze. No, I didn't see frozen. I looked out. My annuals are still alive. Okay, I did. I did nip down into the garden and pick all the brussels sprouts that I could because mine are still growing. So I picked as many as I could to get them off. You know, the good sized ones, and then. This is a really
1: random question, Mm -hmm. but I'm starting to think about gardening for next year because we actually should post a picture of it. My husband built a gigantic cage Mm -hmm. for gardening so that it's like six feet tall fence. He spent the entire summer working on it and it's got all the mulch down, all the manure, and it's covered for the winter. Like so, we're starting to fantasize about what we're going to put in there. Do Brussels sprouts grow from seeds or plants?
0: Uh, they can either way, really. Did you just put plants in or I, seeds? I put plants in. I okay. bought some plants. I did not know seeds this year. I did all plants because I was late to my party. Okay. So, but they they did fine. I mean, they're they're stocks. They give them space. The biggest thing that I did wrong was not give them space. Okay. And I put them all in one bed, and it's too much, and you can tell. So give them some space. Okay. I would do that. All right. Um, hey, I want to mention that there's a fundraiser going on on Tuesday in Linden Hills. If you're thinking you want to light up your Tuesday a little bit, you want to get to Linden Hills for the taste of Linden Hills. I mean, that if there's ever a neighborhood that is so deliciously positioned to be a spot you want to live, uh, Linden Hills, right outside of Rose Street Patisserie, they're going to have in the parking lot a big party where your ticket will uh, get you tastes, get you one drink. And then tastes from places like Martina and Tilia and Clancy's Meats, Yum. all sorts of good things. Um, and it benefits the uh, the neighborhood association, which does a lot of great works for local schools. They give scholarships to high school students. They do, uh, you know, they put bike racks in the downtown area. They do beautifying the area, but they also help, uh, you know, a lot of the schools and the kids and everything else. So it's a good cause. And plus, you get good tastes and lovely. Good things. Sips and bites. And, yeah. And it's 65 bucks. So it's not that, you know, it's not, it's kind of a nice way to spend a Tuesday or yeah, it's a Tuesday afternoon evening. I just put a link on the uh, Facebook page okay. so you can find that there. Groovy. Uh, letting you know today. Uh, in fact, it's just an hour at 10 o'clock. Uh, Bakersfield flour and bread started their pop-up sale at the food building in Northeast They've got Bialis and bagels and pies and cookies and crazy good stuff. And I hope if you're on your way there, there's still some left because <laughs> people tend to line up for that stuff. Because you should get there. I know. Uh, another thing happening today up at Bent Brew Brewstillery, if you're thinking about it, this is a good one, I think today, especially a Booyah beer and booze party. Um, they're having... Uh, you they're, had me
1: at beer and booze. I, <laughs> I
0: know. I think you should head up there. If you've never been to Bent Brew Brewstillery, it's both a brewery and a distillery. And they are uh, they are doing a lot of fun stuff. They've got they're going to have a booyah, a big community soup. They're going to have, um, you know, they're going to do uh, beer. They're going to do a, a booze release of their flame bringer, which is a sriracha barreled aged rum oh i know my because word. they have you like, know, i love that habanero rum listen, from scolvin distillery and they have a lot of they're gonna have a bunch of their hot sauces yeah. guys up there they have a huge hot sauce thing those guys up at brent bartleby guys i like hot sauce um what else is going on that we should talk about uh if you're feeling like you want to get out to new richmond today 45th parallel distilleries is having a bluegrass and barrels party oh fun i know they do a really good job out there they like really that do 45th parallel i know i agree um, and of course, if it's all the Oktoberfesting still. So this is kind of the big weekend of Oktoberfest. Yep, they've still got their stuff going on. You want to head out to Badger Hill in uh, Shakopee for Shoktoberfest? Uh, they've got a polka band. Of and maybe course, just go to
1: like the Black Forest in Minneapolis. They kicked the off last one night. One and only amazing, just Germanness of our town. And
0: guys, they've been there fifty years.
1: It's great. They've
0: been on that street in that corner for Go 50 years. Go have Spetzel. They get have a little sausage. They have 10 days of it. They started yesterday, and it's. Do they still have Hasselhoff Day? No, they have Angela Merkel Day now. <laughs> <laughs> we have Angela Merkel Day, uh, and the, this year that's one of their fun things. They've also got a brat bar buffet. Hello. Yum. I know. like They are Dumpling so night. sweet. Hello. Dumpling night. That
1: dumplings. Yum. Yeah,
0: let's do that. Uh, Schwantoberfest. This is fun at Bauhaus. Have you ever done? They have their German Oktoberfest. It's called Schwanttoberfest for the boys. Schwantz. Schwant is their last name. Let's make that clear what I just said. Uh, they've got a lot of crazy games. They've got to have polka, live music. They have Gerhardt's Brats, which is yeah. the current favorite of my child. I, I mean, do like those brats. obsessed with eating those. Um, and Headflyer is doing their Bavarian Lumberjack days and, uh, Pig Ate My Pizza and Indeed this weekend are doing Pigtoberfest with all you can eat pizza.
1: Okay. That sounds good. There's so much going on. All you can eat pizza. How many, like how much pizza do you really think you could eat?
0: So I think that there is a Parkway pizza. I think it is. They, somebody has a, uh, they have a, all you can eat like a 16 inch pizza. Like you have to eat it within a half an hour or something. And I'm like, (laughs) Really? That's so easy. Don't we do that on a daily basis when we get the pizzas? I mean, like I literally could eat a 16-inch pizza. That's a large pizza. I could, too. Like in half an hour.
1: I could, too. I could absolutely <laughs> do that. It's a meat.
0: It is like a meat lover's pizza.
1: Oh, so there's going to be a lot of there's meat. There's
0: a lot of meat on it, but I still think I could do it.
1: Like punch pizza size, how many could you eat?
0: Oh, four. Four four pizzas i'm always done four? with that. i'm always done with the punch pizza and then i'm like
1: hmm, should i go get another and you can't like order i'll have two pizzas for myself please
0: i know i God. could for sure do two right all right guys well thanks for joining That's us today. salami red rabbit pizza dude two dude two <laughs> two
1: have a great saturday have your everybody. best saturday ever you
0: guys ciao ciao